Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Conn Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. It's always much appreciated when you tune in. Today, I'm joined by former Washington Redskins corner, Brent Smoot, as we discuss the quarterbacks in this year's draft class. Fred studies this stuff, folks. You can, you can, read, you can find him on Twitter at fsmoot 21 Sean T. You can find him on Instagram at fsmoot 27 That's, of course, his jersey number. Does some breakdowns with the commanders on, on their sites with Logan Paulson. So check him out because he's a very smart guy, knows his stuff, especially when it comes to the cornerback class. So we go over all that stuff. By the way, you can, you can read my work on ESPN.com, of course. I hope you know that by now. Anyway, with Fred, we go over all, a lot of the top quarterback cornerbacks in this class, and there's some guys that he likes maybe that you can find after the second round. And why, where he feels maybe the sweet spots are to find one and the gap between some of the top corners and some of the guys at the end of the first or even into the second round. How big is that gap? Is there a gap? What would he look for in a corner? That What does he feel Washington needs to get out of their cornerback, whoever they take? And we also kind of get into, you know, the, the, the style of defense. Not every corner fits every style of defense. So who are some guys that would fit in what Washington wants to do? Get into all that, folks. So buckle up. Always a fun ride with Fred Smoot. So here's my conversation with former Washington corner Fred Smoot. Well, I am now joined by Emmanuel Forbes's Washington, D.C.-based agent, Fred Smoot. <laughs> uh, you know what? Great players just recognize great players now. And, 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 and this is what I can always say, kind when I when I when I look at players, especially for the draft, I always try to look for their comparison. Did I play with them in my generation? Did I watch them before my generation? Who do they remind me of? And Emmanuel Forbes, of course, I'm going to have to say a little myself sprinkling in there because, you know, I was a skinny corner. Yeah. You know, I was never injury prone. He's never injury prone. Can go get the ball. But it's a Samari role in there. Mm. Like, it's a lot of Samari role in there where he's just able to get the ball. And when I uh, think about the corners we have here now, St. Juice, at his best is a guy that manufactures turnovers. He don't right, take right. the ball away per se interception. So the guy that I put opposite of him can't be with it can't be Witherspoon because Witherspoon is a more a guy that's built almost the same mold as St. Jude's, where I would find ways to get it back, but I'm not known for taking the ball. I gotta have two opposites there from a from a play like that. Cool. And I'll get to Forbes in a minute because I do want to get back onto him. But before we look in this corner class, because it is a very good corner class, and we know that this team is looking hard at that position. Yeah. But I'm curious, though, because they're obviously different style of corners. 
not every corner matches what these guys or, or a certain team may want to do. So when you yeah. look at like what they want to do, they, they love that. They're using, they use that zone match really well last year. They want to do that. How important when you're looking at these corners, are you taking that into consideration and how big a factor is that? Uh, you have to because you got to watch the film and see. Uh, you got to see them play off man. That's right. the key to play zone match. You got to be good at off man, and you got to be very patient in your backpedal. And some guys, like a Darrell Reeves, it, it, it was hard to turn him out of, to make him turn his hips. He was one of those guys. He was staying to his backpedal seventeen yards downfield. So. <laughs> That's what you're looking for. And some of these guys are known for their press. When you look at a Christian Gonzalez, a long guy known for his press, uh, a Jerry Porter Jr., a guy that's known for his press, but yet again, a guy that doesn't have a lot of interceptions. He has right. a lot of intangibles, but not a lot of interceptions. And ask yourself, is he the type of guy at 6'2", 200 plus pounds that you want to put at eight yards and backpedaling and backwards? Right. And I think with when you're looking at productivity with the interceptions, because like yeah. Porter is going to be a press man, you're yeah. going to get those picks are going to come a lot in off man or zone. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, when you're looking at the productivity, how do you say like, OK, he's playing a lot of press man. Is he a guy that can take it away? What little signs even in press man are you going to look for to see, like, could he translate to this and then and take the ball away a little bit more? Well, first of all, it's going to be, can, does he stay parallel to the line of scrimmage? Is he patient? Uh, do people make him turn his hips? Uh, do he voluntarily open up and turn his hips? Uh, is he dictating the route? Is he trailing the route? Is he anticipating the route? Uh, also, I, I, I need to, I, and what you can see at the combine in the private workouts is how smooth is he in the backpedal? Uh, is he very smooth or is he an up and down bobbing guy? Do we have to work on those things? The one thing you want to see is what is a defining trait? Uh, and when you say defining trait, what's that one thing that you do better than you do any other thing? Uh, I would say with a Jerry Porter, it would probably be his physicality. Uh, it would be his physicality. I wouldn't say it's his ball skills. I wouldn't say uh, he's the smoothest backpedal. With a, with a Christian Gonzalez, it's more of he does a, li a little bit of everything good. He has no one defining quality. Uh, you, you look at uh, Cam Smith, who I really do love in South Carolina. Oh, he's a feisty guy, and he he what I call the parrot on the shoulder. Once you get great defensive linemen, you need that DB that yaps that parrot on the shoulder of a giant. He's that type guy that'll bring in that personality that can do it. Like I could legitimately see five or six of these guys going in the first 40 picks yeah. only because it's a weak wide receiver draft that nobody wants to talk about. Right. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, it's funny because Cam Smith, better off man in zone. Yeah. And, you know, so like that's that's would fit what these guys want. And you could probably get him in the second round, I would assume. Oh, no, no. You can maybe. That's the, they're going to run. You, think, you think he could go in the first? Well, he got to think about it, Kyle. Uh, you're going to see a run on three yeah. positions that'll shake yeah. this draft. And that'll be a quarterback. Somebody's going to move and jump for yeah. some of these quarterbacks. It's going to be offensive tackles, right. and it's going to be cornerbacks. Right, they right, are going right. to be the identifiers. And as much as they're going to push people up the draft, they're going to push some people 
back in the draft. And you always going to have your outliers. The outlier in this draft is Jalen Carter. Not because of his talent, because of the situations right. he, he finds himself in. So now he's reshuffled the board in the top 10. So it will be, I guarantee you, one of the teams of Seattle, of Chicago, one of the teams, the Texans with multiple draft picks that acquire Jalen Carter with right. that team. So, so it's, it's going to be and that's why I think we had we had that great spot. We at sixteen, yeah. we at that spot where some guys could zero in on a guy that said he's moving up everybody's charts. A Donnell Washington, a Donnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee. Yeah. These guys are moving up, flying up boards. That'll make somebody get a little antsy to say, you know what? Maybe we need to talk to Washington to get to sixteen when we don't need to force our hand at sixteen. We right. can get, and that's what I do love. If you really want a corner. The, the degrees of separation between these guys is not much. Okay. I don't I don't feel like I'm losing much by grabbing Forbes in the late 20s, early 30s as I am uh, taking Witherspoon in the top 10. I just don't see that legit different in them that to the point where I can say, you know what, I, I can still get the same quality at a later pick. Yeah, and and I'll, to be honest, I like Witherspoon, but I see what you're saying. Like, I like that feistiness that he adds, but I see what you're saying, too, about the need to get someone who kind of does something what you don't have, give you something yeah. you don't have. And I also think with this pass rush, they would do well by having a corner. Like, you're watching um, – like, I'm watching Deontay Beg sometimes, and I know, like, there's some – you know, his ball skills in the air, not mm -hmm. the best. But what yeah. you're seeing is the result of when there's pressure on a mm -hmm. guy – or Forbes was the perfect guy with that. Like yeah. there are times yeah. where that ball is off target because of the rush and he pounces. He takes advantage of it. They're yeah. going to your things. You have guys like I, I separate my corners. Uh, some guys are just true thieves. Some guys are ball hawks, meaning they're actually wide receivers that's playing corner. Mm -hmm. All right. You got two types of corners. You got your X wide receivers who are usually the skinny, taller bill. And you got your ex running backs, similar to Sean Springs, right. bigger body, I uh, and, and and Champ Bailey, more of a receiver at corner. I tend to like the receivers. All right, that's what you get in the D'Angelo Hall. You get mm -hmm. an X Y receiver. Now they're not just. Uh, playing routes. They're anticipating routes. Right. They know routes. They've ran routes. And, and they're prone to catch the ball. Yeah, they're going to give up some passes because they're going after the ball. But then you have the safer guys that's going to make sure I'm going to try to break this up and make sure I secure their tackle. With St. Juice on one side, I think you have to get that thief on the other side, somebody that takes chances, somebody that anticipates third and five, they're going to run slants on me. I'm not moving. I'm going to go steal this ball. That's what you get with a couple of these guys in this draft. Well, let's stick on Forbes for a second because when you watch him, like he does seem to anticipate what is coming. Yes. And is that, you know, how much instincts to me, to me in football seem to be honed by smarts and film study. Right. And now that yep. so is for him. What, why yep. do you feel he's good with that? He, first of all, he's a football head. That's all he likes to do is talk. Like I like football nerds. Like football nerds makes their job a lot easier. It's a reason this guy jumps screen routes. All right. It right. ain't too many of these corners in this draft that jump screen routes and take them for six. He's right. watched them running. He's waiting, he's waiting on the formation. He's waiting on the down and distance that they like to do it. So they go to the corner, like when I watch Ringo. For all the talent that Ringo has 
the anticipation is not there. Right. That's telling me his his film study is not as tight as his God given ability. And, and I think that's what the the teams are want to see with him: study habits and how does he adjust when it's time to go get the ball? It plays as a corner. It's time to go turn the ball over, and and that's what you see in some of these corners. Like I said, some of these corners, I must say this. They look damn good getting off the bus, kind. I'm talking about <laughs> 6'2", 200 yeah. pounds. I'm all about football players. Do you? Am I? Am I coming to see you? And, and am I trying to get a bodybuilder? Am I trying to get a football player? And usually, the football players come in these abnormal, abnormal packages. Uh, you know, they, they look at a, a guy that's 170 pounds and say, how is he going to be able to make it? Well, he's been making it in the ACC pretty damn good for years. So I always – I got to see the film with a corner. Like, show me right. solid film. And show me – and I want to see you consistently shut stuff down. If somebody beat you on an odd route that they, they, they didn't plan it all week for, they don't bother me. They're just telling me these people are taking the time out to know they can only beat you one or two ways. Right. Uh, and – and it tells me a lot. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life. Like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Did you know the largest ropes course and zip line park in the country is right here in the DMV? Located in the heart of Montgomery County, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring combines climbing and zip lining to create an aerial obstacle course unlike any other. With challenges anywhere from 10 to 75 feet in the air, there is something for all skill levels. Looking for some family time or the perfect date night before football season starts? You can even climb and zip line under the stars. Would you rather keep your feet on the ground? Give axe throwing a try. With their projector systems, you can throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME 23DC at checkout. That's KIME, K E I M 23DC. So there you have it, folks. Climbing, zip lining, axes, food, and bonfires right in your backyard. The weather is warming up, so it's the perfect time to head outside and join the adventure at www.theadventurepark.com. That's www.theadventurepark.com. Dot com and enter promo code KIME23DC. So when you're looking at Washington's defense, too, because, you know, with um, Forbes, he's a skinnier guy, and so yeah. but you, they need him to play run support. Yeah. How important when you're – if you're Jack Del Rio, Rivera, evaluating these corners, where are you putting that run support ability? Because they do require that. 
Yeah. Oh, no, it's part of the game. And the thing about it is, as a skinny corner, he, he got to understand running games will be catered to you. Yeah. I know personally, yeah. I, you know, I watch uh, them take the wide receiver and, and they literally crack the linebacker, forcing you to crack and replace. And what I love about Forbes, he gets up the field quick. He recognizes the run because he's a, a film study guy. That allows him not to take on the run, but to attack the run okay. like I used to. Can I make this yeah. play in the backfield? And if I can't make the play myself, I would literally, and that's when it was legal, I would cut the offensive line and I would start a pile. Uh, and it would yeah. force the play back to the inside. So it's about the, the football knowledge. But I think most of these guys in this draft can play the run. I don't see yeah. any truly bad tacklers out of this group when it comes to the cornerback position. And that's why I think overall it could be the deepest. Think about this. Thomasin, uh, uh, from TCU. 5'8". I just think he's one of those guys. He can he can do a little bit of everything. He can play you know? inside. Yeah, yeah. So he's one of these guys that's probably gonna. And people always want to go high in the draft, this and that. He's probably gonna look up and end up on a playoff franchise. All right? mm -hmm. That allows him to have a great career. Because if a corner, if I end up with Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, I spend three fourths of my time playing with a lead. Right. I, I play right. with a different mentality as a corner with the lead. So. It's the good and the bad and the ugly that comes with the draft and comes with these fits. And that's why an NFL career has a lot to do where you drafted it and not right. a lot to do with the player sometimes. Oh, I think timing and then um, just fit is a huge thing for every position. And the more I cover the NFL, the more I realize it's not just about that. It's like, how are they using you, et cetera. So like, let's go back to that 16th pick. Let's say yeah. like guys like Deontay Banks will be there most likely. Joey yeah. Porter Jr. as we as you talked about. So yeah. do you have a preference there with between uh, those two guys. Banks is physical, but he doesn't play the ball as well. In hasn't played the ball as well in the year. Yeah. And they go they go to guys like I, I, when I look at the combine uh, uh, the combine process the the, the pre draft process is just truly let's find out why why we shouldn't draft you. It ain't really. Why right. we should? Because you didn't already show why you should be drafted. Now right. let's find these 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 small things that might not make you fit us as much as you fit. Like value is in the, the eye of the beholder. Right. Like you only need one team to fall in love with you right. and like you and feel like if this team feel like you're a top fifty pick, you will be a right. top fifty pick. So when I look at some of these guys, I really just try to find out what it's going to take for them to get to the next level. And can they translate from what I just saw in college? Will it translate to what I'm going to ask them to do? And that's the key. What are we going to ask the guy to do? I think we're going to press a lot more. So that's tend to, to tell them they're going to want a taller corner. All right, but they're going to also want somebody that, like I say, plays off man just as well as they play press man. And with this D-line, with this D to really take advantage of this D line with a young quarterback, you got to get the ball back. You got to right. get him some short fields, and you got to say, you know what, the script is on defense, but we have some anomalies on offense that can make it easy for the quarterback. Let's apply the pressure with the defense. Right, and that's a and that's a good point. So with look, let's take a look at a guy like Banks, and again, the knock of the ball in the air. How much can that be improved when you get in the NFL, your ability to play the ball in the air? Uh, and is that a fair I, criticism of him? Yeah, well, I think it is. Like, this is what it is. When he comes and run a time like that, when he when he jumps a vertical like that, 
Now you watch the film and you want to watch, you want the athletic ability to match the film. So when it doesn't match the film, you ask the first question. Maybe they weren't throwing his way as much, but then you find out they were throwing his way. And as you dissect him, you find out, I right, how can I help him take all of this talent and maximize it? And can we figure out why he don't turn the ball over? Does he not have ball skills? Is he not comfortable in transition? Is he not comfortable in, in, in the phase of deep routes? It's, it's all about just watching, watching, watching. What are your habits? Your habits are who you are in sports. Your habits are who you are. Well, we're going to come with some good habits. We're going to come with some bad habits. The first thing a good DB coach want to know, can I clean up your bad and can I get your, your, your good habits to go to the next level? Can you, with the ball awareness then, how do you improve that? Well, I think that's all inside of that cornerback because a lot of guys be in the same position. Some turn back for the ball. Some don't even turn back. They play right. through the wide receiver. That, that shows the comfortability. Some, like some guy, I don't think you could teach ball retrieval when you get to the league. Either you a ball magnet or you're not. All right. right. So I think you can get better in your coverage to the point where you can play and you can maximize your situation. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm talking about a guy that consistently going to do it year after year right. after year, it has to be somebody that already has those ball skills. I can't make you something that you're not. Right. With Porter, would he translate here? Because, again, more press man. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't – he wouldn't be my pick. We're like this, kind. At 16, Porter uh, – who else we were just talking about? Thanks. Banks, I believe I can get the same productivity in the late 20s, okay. early second round. Like, there ain't nothing in my mind that say I can't. The only reason I probably couldn't because uh, a playoff team at the end of the first round steals a certain talent because they draft the best player available that fits their scheme. Then they they have that 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 position to draft whoever they need to steal these players. Like the players in this draft, to me, are from – 15, pick 15 to pick 55. Okay. I think these are the players that's going to change the NFL. This is, mark my word, kind. this is one of those drafts that pushes out veterans. Mm -hmm. This one, and that's why free agent was so slow. Free agency was so slow because I could replace these guys cheaper with younger talent. This is going to be a, 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 a year that pushes out a whole lot of veterans. Especially at that corner position. And I think that's at the corner, tight end, uh, tackles. It'll be a lot of offensive yeah. linemen. It, 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 this is going to be one of those drafts. And we're going we're gonna to see a lot of people reach. Like, we see yeah. it every year in the draft. They fall in love with a prospect, and they reach. So these are the people that's going to shape this draft, the people who reach for these players. When I feel like in certain positions, it's, very, it, it's a lot of talent. So after – well, let's stick on Forrest one more thing because one yeah. of the things I noticed about him is – he makes a play. He's getting up, shaking his head every time at the receiver. Yeah. How big a talker is he? Is he that much he's like a, Fred Smoot? He's a talker. He's a talker, and he loves the challenge. The one thing about talkers is you have grabbed the attention on yourself. Now what you going to do? Uh, and he loves that challenge. And what I do love is uh, he's the slim reaper, just like Devontae Smith. Like, I didn't watch them go head to head. I didn't watch him go head to head with Jamar Chase. I didn't watch him go head to head with some of the NFL's best. Uh, uh, Jefferson, he has, he has been in that realm. He has had to check those guys. And I just think he has that confidence. Uh, and he's he one of those guys, once he gets 
his hands on the ball, he's a Lamborghini. Like he, he yeah. nobody. And if you go back and watch his film, watch how many times he intercepts the ball and nobody else is in the screen. After his yeah. first four steps, he is leaving everybody out the screen. He's he's very quick, very fast, and has great intuition. And that's what I like in corners. That what made my career start out so fast. I had Champ Bailey yeah. in that room, and now when you throw to each side, both of us steal the ball back. It makes it hard for you to figure out what situation to try us. Hey, when when you are, and this, I'm going to get back to, I want to get your, like, after second round guys that you like. But yeah. when it comes to talking as a corner, when yeah. do you know a guy is a good talker and what does it take to be a good talker as a corner? I know you a good talker when you get beat and you still talk. Okay, right? okay. Right, that's because now you at your lowest, all right? Uh, when you get beat as a cornerback on national TV, that's a lonely, lonely situation. But to get up and say, come on back again and keep coming, it, that tells me mentally you're locked in because uh, the, the cornerback position is a position of failure. All right? It yeah. ain't. It ain't who make the most plays is who fails the less. Yeah. Right, so it's one where it's not when you're going to fail, but what happens afterward. And that's why I was like so high on seeing South Gardner get beat because I want to see him get beat because I had never seen him get beat in college. So right. I didn't know how he was going to respond. Right. So I wanted to see how he was going to respond. And that's what you see with talkers. You see them get beat, get right back in their receiver face and say, come on, let's try this again. And we got four more quarters up. So it's all about your self-confidence. And a lot of these guys that hasn't seen failure, like a, like a Ringo, for much as he's been built up, He's had some ups and downs. He's yeah. one of those guys I want to see what happens after he get beat. Like, he's one of those guys I would want to see. Now I get to see your mental makeup. Do you have a favorite line that you gave to a receiver after you got beat? Uh, well, you know what? I used to tell him all the time I love to get a charity. Nonprofits are my favorite. <laughs> I, you know, listen, and if I don't let you get a little bit, the quarterback will stop coming over here. That's and, right. and they know also – Receivers know sneakily. They know we are a prisoner of the defensive call. Yeah. All right. And just because I'm in the vicinity, that don't mean that's my responsibility. Right, 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 right. And, and I think that's where the people inside the game can really grade corners when they know what the call is. Because just because I stayed snug on a cover three, I made it look like man to man. But then because maybe my linebacker ain't pushing out to the flat right. and they running comebacks on me all day. And y'all wonder why I'm playing off. Right. So th these are the things that go into playing corner that you have to be patient in the league because you got to realize this also. Every matchup won't be in your favor. Like right. it's always a dude with the body type, the mindset that got your number. The court, the question is, who is his trigger man? Do these guys have like how much do you like their safeties? And is that a position? Because I know they want to get another Buffalo nickel type. How yeah. important is that? But and how do you like their safeties? Percy Butler, you know, um, I like Forrest I, I like Defoe. I, I love Cam. I love the guys they got back there. I think they need an oddity. Like I'm in the unicorn business. I like to find people that don't fit the mold. J.L. Skinner from Boise State, tall, long, rangy, 6'4", 215 pounds, two twenty, rangy. I, I like to find guys like that that can play multiple positions. 
Like sometime as a corner, I mean, as a quarterback, you got to say, are they using him as a linebacker? Are they still right. using him as a safety? And I hear a coach all the time talk position flex, position flex. That's only to hide situational football. And that's why a safety like JL will be different than everybody on the, the, the roster. Like I'm not going to find, I'm going trying to find the same guy. I need to find some guys that change the way I do a roster. Uh, it's very similar to how the, uh, the Cowboys use curse. Like when mm-hmm. curse is in the game, it's hard to know what they in. And what about Brian Branch? Did you study him yeah. at all? Yeah, I, I do like Brian Branch. Very aggressive. Great ball skills. Great mm-hmm. ball skills for safety. But you got to say, where is Brian? Where is he going to go? I think he's anywhere from 15 to 35, yeah. 40 maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not taking him. I'm not taking him for where we at roster wise. I had to ask myself: right. Would a would a would a a B plus corner help me right now? More uh, B plus safety. I would say a B plus corner. Corner. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, w- I would agree because you need someone who can take the ball the way on the edges. And mm-hmm. I think they also like to me. You can never have enough corners because of never. the importance of the position. So, who are some guys that you like? You brought up Cam Smith later. Who are some other guys you like maybe? Because this is one – this is a draft where you could go several rounds and find a quality player at that spot. Who else do you like beyond that? Well, we we basically then talked about the, what, the first seven, eight Probably guys. Probably about seven or eight guys, yeah. I mean, at, the, at the corner position, uh, oh, I forgot his name. You like like a, a guy like Garrett Williams from Syracuse. Um, and Paul Long, Rangy. Yeah. I, I like Gary. Like the thing about him is physically at the line of scrimmage to be so tall, very flexible hips. That's what I'm about. I want, I want, I want fluid hips and good feet. Meaning I don't want to see you fall much. I don't want to see cor- the corners that fall. I don't, I don't like, like a corner right. has to be more athletically prone to be more like a cat than a dog. You never see a dog. I mean, a, a, a cat fall on his face. So I, I like to see guys that can keep their feet. And with the longer corners coming into the league right now, yeah. everybody's looking for one. Now, I got to ask myself, we're getting Gary Williams. Is, is he uh, a, a more baldic verse uh, version of St. Juice? Like, I have to be I have to be roster conscious. Like, I don't like coaches that's not roster conscious. Like, I don't like to just draft a name because it's the best name available. Do they fit? what we're trying to do over here. And, and what is my identifier at the corner? Who, what do I want? Do I want a ball hawk? Do I want a nickel? Because that'll be one position that people say, all right, who's the nickel? You know, do right. you move? If, if you draft the first round corner, do you move Kyle Fuller? I mean, do you move Fuller in, inside? Do you move him inside, Kendall? Like maybe maybe, maybe you put because St. Juice was there last year. Maybe you put him inside. But no, but, but, but no they seen putting St. Juice on the outside change right. defense. Right, he cannot right. go back inside, and right. they go, they go, they go. One of the triggers that make you might have to say Cam Smith over the other positions. Okay, uh, and because then, he, one of no, the guys, like the the guy from Utah, is it Clark Phillips? Clark, Phil- Clark Phillips, physical, move around, didn't run as well as I thought he was going to run because he's not the biggest guy. No, he's a slot guy too. Yeah, yeah, but but Utah, I love Utah players. It's like a couple of colleges. You just tell me a player from that, be like, yeah, I, I give them a chance. And Utah, one of them colleges, uh, Arkansas. I love guys from Cincinnati. Like I love like it's certain colleges they gonna give you tough players. Clark Phillips, 
I think he has to be in, in the right situation okay. with the right coordinator. He ain't what I call a plug-and-play-anywhere type corner. Okay. He's going to have to be a, a situational draft pick because you want him to do certain things, and you know he can do those things. I don't put him with the rest of the – I love his aggression. I just – I don't know if he has the top-end speed to deal with some of the inside corners, the slots in this league. They're doing a lot of stuff vertically from the slot position. And I think, especially as a young corner, he will already have, you know, the red beam on him. Now, right. I, I don't know if he's going to have a high-end speed to, to be that good. Because they use so many three safety sets, does that limit the the need to get to draft a slot corner high, in other words? Like, in other words, just take the best corner – because you use so many three safety sets, but you're obviously mm -hmm. going to use three corner sets too as times. But how did, does that change anything in your mind? How you well, we did, we did uh, re-sign Danny Johnson. I right. think Danny is one of those guys uh, underutilized. Every time he gets in, all he does is make plays. I think they feel like Danny can get in there. Uh, I think they will have more talks with Fuller to see how can he make him more comfortable in there. Because I do feel like they, if they do go corner, they're going to try to get a ball hawk. So, some guy to get in there that can get the ball back. And if you're going to draft, like I said, it's all about whether you draft him. Are you drafting him at 16? Are you drafting him on, in, in the second round? Are you trying to squeeze him in in the third round? Because we still got maybe some offensive linemen maybe to draft in this draft. Or, or maybe you go after one of the guys that's so different at their position that you can't pass on them like a Donnell Washington. Like, I, I love the guy, and I just think he's just so freakish. that Like, people don't think about the draft. Like, think about Cincinnati sitting at, what, 29, uh, 29, 28, and putting uh, Donnell Washington at tight end with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. That kind of makes them almost unstoppable and makes his, makes his, his first year easy because he'll never see a double team. He will <laughs> never see a double team. Oddities is what I wanted to address. Coons, another tight end from uh, uh, Old Dominion. Right, right. Six, six, six can run. Like, run with the wind. A lot of people don't know how athletic. So, yeah. I would be looking, especially as Washington, I'm sure he's on the radar because he's right, he's in your backyard. Sure. And you can get that guy in the fourth, fifth round, maybe. Maybe the third. Right, and that's what I was going to ask you. The last thing, one guy, Tyreek Stevenson, you got any thoughts on him? <sighs> from Miami? I know who you're talking about. He sticks. The one thing I say about him, he plays with an even kill. The game don't ever look like it's too big. I need consistency. Like, I need him to be the same person he is all the time. Okay. He like, some, like some, I can tell when the game is on his mind. Like, he shows up for big games. That's, that's his thing. But what happens when you play Wake Forest? You know, like, okay. where's the singular focus? And, and that's what they're looking at. Like, they, right. like they're trying to ask the questions why these players don't do this all the time. And that, that has a lot to do with them. Like, and it's a lot of guys, like I say, that people have already basically gave them a gold jacket, like, like Jalen Carter. I actually think the D tackle, Clance, I mean, Chance, I mean, yeah, Clancy from uh, Pittsburgh, I got a feeling he might be better. Mm. The more and more I watch him, it feel like I'm watching Aaron Donner all over again. Mm. Like he's dead, he's dead type of athlete. And I think he ran a four-four at the D tackle. I, it's, 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 it's some guys in this draft. They just it's a couple of guys that's different. 
So the last thing I want to ask you, if there's no corner there at 16, if they don't, because you could always trade back, but let's say they stay there, it's not yeah. a corner. What position or what guy would you like to see get drafted here? If it has to be a corner, because I would really. Or any, any spot. Really like if it's, have, I, I would really like to have a tackle. Like, okay. I like to be honest. I would really like to have, I would really like to steal maybe maybe Thanos from one, I mean, from, from Ohio State, offensive lineman. Uh, uh, maybe Donnell Wright. I would love to have him from Tennessee. Uh, I would look like Smith from uh, the center. from oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, from Minnesota. Osiris from uh, Florida, Florida, the guard. Yeah. It's just, it's just you build your team from the inside out. And as a corner, I'd say that when my defensive lines were dominant, I was dominant. You want to change games? You change them like we did when we won Super Bowl with the Hogs on one side and Dexter Manley and the rest yeah. of the dudes on the other. Yeah. We, we got that on the defensive line. We have to match the offensive line with the defensive line, and all of the skill positions will look better. Not some, all. So yeah. I'm all about get get the meat, get the big dudes. I can I can steal these other dudes yeah. in a second because we're not going after no receiver. That's what I'm hoping. Somebody right. wants to come up to get Jackson Enigma, and they want to trade with us at 16 to do it. Right. No, I think you're right, and I think I'm I'm with you on all that. Fred, you're the best. I appreciate it, man. Anytime, brother. Don't wait so long, Nikai. We, we okay. <laughs> I don't want to abuse you. I know how it, it's sometimes hard to get you to open up, so I know you may need some time in between. <laughs> you know it. I appreciate it, man. Anytime, brother. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Fred for joining me, and thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'll be back Thursday night slash Friday morning with another um, episode, this time joined by Sam Fortier from the Washington Post, Pete Haley from NBC Sports Washington, and Matthew Paris from the Washington Times. Hitting the gang back together. Talk to you next time.